Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. I want to talk to you for a moment about follow-up. One of the promises I made to you when I started hosting this program now 199 episodes ago. Yeah, tomorrow we hit 200. Uh, That'll be a fun thing. Uh, So 199 episodes ago, I made a promise to you, and it was that when there is a story that demands uh, full coverage, full reporting, a full understanding uh, of all of its angles that you can count on that type of approach here on this program. And uh, I think we've done a pretty good job. Correct me if I'm wrong. 57500, that's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, in fact, wh- while you're texting, would you do me this favor? Think back over uh, some of these uh, episodes, these many episodes that you and I have shared uh, together. And if there is a story uh, that, that deserves and demands follow-up, uh, m- maybe, maybe I, there's an angle I haven't considered, would you send me a note? What should we look back on and cover? What are some like some of those hanging chads that we ought to take care of, some lingering questions? Well, the reason I bring up this principle is that today uh, we're about three weeks removed from the beginning of this story. Yeah, and when I tell you the story, you're going to think, that was only three weeks ago? Yeah, it's that movie distributed by Netflix, the one that won the, the Sundance Award. Yeah, the, the movie is called Cuties. And you have heard me describe, uh, as specifically as I'm comfortable with, uh, what was so offensive about that movie. Uh, I'll repeat very basically that uh, I saw on display the sexual exploitation of young girls. There are some scenes in there, some dancing and some moving and some themes that, uh, as they were depicted by young girls, uh, it, it strikes you as... Uh, just incredibly inappropriate uh, and maybe illegal. Illegal to the point where uh, Senator Ted Cruz from Texas sent a letter uh, to Attorney General William Barr encouraging an investigation into both Netflix and the creators of this movie, Cuties. Not sure where that stands right now. Uh, this morning, uh, was trying to check around and see if the attorney general had responded to the Cruz office. I don't believe a response has yet come. As soon as it does, we'll share it with you here. But there was also another senator, Utah Senator Mike Lee, who took great issue with this. And uh, just short of demanding an investigation by Attorney General Barr, he addressed his or he directed his concerns uh, to Netflix directly. In fact, uh, it was on September 14th that Mike Lee joined us here on the program after having had a conversation with Netflix and shared with us some of what he didn't hear from Netflix. I I did not hear 
an unequivocal condemnation of anyone performing these kinds of dances, which is, is now how c certain Netflix personnel are trying to portray it. What I heard instead was a, a very complicated, convoluted description of how uh, young girls in the world today might feel a number of pressures, but they might also want to celebrate their femininity in a way that involves performing dance routines like this one. I, I, that, that to me, did not sound like an unequivocal combination. Moreover, as I explained, even if it did, there are certain things that you right. don't have child actors perform. This is one of them. So you heard me mention there that Senator Ted Cruz uh, on that day had demanded a uh, by A.G. Barr an investigation. Well, I asked Senator Lee what he thought about an investigation. Here's what he responded with. I think it's inevitable. I think it's certain that it's going to happen. I think it makes sense to at least ask those who are in charge of enforcing these laws uh, to take a look at it. Uh, as a former federal prosecutor myself, I, I, I'm convinced that this is uh, of sufficient gravity that it needs to be looked at. Now, in addition to the conversation I had there with the senator and in addition to the phone conversation that he had, the senator, with a representative from Facebook, he also drafted a very formal letter demanding explanation uh, to a number of things uh, depicted in that movie and about the business practices of Netflix. Well, Netflix has responded and Senator Lee has provided me with a copy of that letter. It starts off very cordially. Senator Lee, thank you. For your letter inquiring about the marketing and release of the film Cuties, we welcome the opportunity to address your questions and concerns regarding the film. It goes on, Cuties is an award-winning, I already take issue with it, this is Lee again, not reading from the letter, Cuties is an award-winning, why are we pointing out the, the fact that it's won awards? Is that to excuse the inappropriate nature of the content contained within, or is it just a thoughtless detail? Well, you see, companies of this size don't include thoughtless details, all right? It's intentional. They're trying to normalize this. I'll continue. Cuties is an award-winning semi-autobiographical film directed by first-time feature filmmaker... Uh, oh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name. It's a French name. has uh, some punctuation I haven't seen before. What, what do you call the two dots above an I? I 57500. Help me out with that one. The two dots above the I. What do you call that punctuation? Anyway... Uh, the letter continues, the film captures her own experience and observations of the pressure young girls face as they grow up. Uh, anyway, that continues. It, it describes the film. And then it goes on to share a, a few direct responses to the accusations of it being a pornographic movie uh, with uh, sexual acts contained within. I want to read you this paragraph, and then I'm going to tell you something about the letter itself, okay? Y you can't hear this as I read it, but as I explain it, uh, you'll understand why it caught my attention. The, this paragraph reads, Cuties is not pornographic, does not contain underage nudity, and does not depict sexual acts uh, simulated or otherwise. The film does not glamorize or promote the sexualization or exploitation of children, just the opposite. All right, the, the paragraph continues, but I want to focus on that first sentence. Let me read it to you again. Cuties is not pornographic, does not contain underage nudity, and does not depict sexual acts simulated or otherwise. Let me tell you, in that one sentence, there are three footnotes. Three footnotes. The first one comes after the word pornographic. Cuties is not pornographic. That is a reference, then, to U.S. Uh, code. U.S. code. Defending, uh, the, or rather explaining the definition of pornographic. 
uh, it continues, does not contain underage nudity. That goes uh, down to another footnote, which explains a scene in which a female breast is exposed uh, on a video being watched by these young girls. The sentence continues and does not depict sexual acts simulated or otherwise. This then makes reference to a court case and decision uh, handed down in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals way back into the 80s. If you need to rely on U.S. code, a wordy explanation, and a Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals decision uh, to spit out this one simple sentence uh, that your movie is not pornographic, that does not contain underage nudity, and does not depict sexual acts simulated or otherwise, if you have to rely so wholly on footnotes, uh, statute, and... <laughs> and judicial precedent, uh, then you may be on uh, some shaky ground, all right? Or at least you're nervous uh, and really want to make sure that the lawyers have things uh, in line should that federal investigation uh, be undertaken. I could go on. There is more in this letter I'd like to share with you. Uh, I've run out of time, though, now. Need to take a break. Uh, When we return, uh, I'll wrap up my thoughts on on this and share the the summary of the letter, and then I want to ask you a question. Have you during the course of this coronavirus picked up any new hobbies? I've got a few. I'll share them with you next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.